are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! And today, James, what are we doing? Real genius. And Chris goes, Laszlo. Uh, you know, he's like nervous and they talk a little bit about the, the upcoming tests and how he's gotten all the questions from Dr. Hathaway's test from the past 10 years. And he did it. And they ask, what are those? Oh, these are entries into the Frito-Lay sweepstakes. <laughs> no purchase necessary. Enter as many times as you want. So I am. How many times have you, how many times have you entered? Well, this batch will make 1650000 <laughs> Right? Because he has a device that's cranking out. At, so he told it. I should win 33.8% of the prizes, including the car. <laughs> All is ringing a bell, right? Yeah. Uh, here's my uh, my favorite moment in the movie. My right. absolute favorite. Because I, I have tons of them. But I like is... the liquid nitrogen coins, too. Oh, yeah. Everything, like, that was let's, pretty let's cool. talk about First of all, first of all <laughs> I don't I, know how that would ever work yeah. in real life, but that's pretty oh, cool. Slugs. You never use slugs? I have. No, you know what? I have not used them, but. I have slugs from my magic career. I have some fake Your coins that I've uh, they that I've used nice. in that respect. Yeah, I have all sorts nice. of tricks like that I can mm-hmm. tell you. Well, the, nowadays everything being digital, electronic, it's not working. Right, the world's becoming less fun by the fucking <laughs> fucking security state. All right, just more challenging. Uh, yeah, that's true. More um, challenging to have the fun. Well, yes. you got to be like a fucking anonymous level hacker to have fun. Like nowadays. a real genius. You, oh, there it is. Oh. All right, I respect Laszlo, but I am going with Chris Knight as my favorite character. Okay, of course. And here's a moment that's just brilliant. And I love all of his one-liners. I love his facial expressions. I love the liquid nitrogen. I love how he's playing with coins instead of paying attention to people. You catch that moment, he's like... Oh, yeah. All right, but he's he goes over to Jerry's house late one night, and he's got... He wants to talk to Jerry, Dr. Hathaway, right? He rings the doorbell, and instead of Jerry Hathaway answering the door, does anybody remember who answers? Uh-uh. That hot little blonde, <laughs> the CIA's guy's daughter. Ah, uh, Yes. And Chris Knight is taking like a hi, and she's hi, and he just goes, well, walks right past her, right? <laughs> walks in the house, and then here's the following exchange, ready? <clears throat> he goes, Chris Knight, listen, uh, Jerry asked me to drop by. What did he ask you to do? <laughs> and the girl goes, what? And Chris Knight goes, which word didn't you understand? <laughs> It's so brilliant. Oh my God. For the longest time in my life, I tried using that on people. Whenever somebody says what to you, Kyle and Lynn, throw that one right back in their face. Like, well, which word in that sequence didn't you understand? Like, try to hone in on the exact moment that they didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's so brilliant. Like, it's so clever. Everything's clever. And does it matter that it's happening? Does it detract from the film at all? I don't think it detracts from Mitch's character at all. I mean, they're so different that uh-huh. it, it emphasizes the differences between the two. And the fact that they end up getting along so well is super cool. So yeah. I think it actually adds to his character. Good. I, like I, I appreciate your point, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Lynn. There is a symmetry. Mm-hmm. Chris Knight, the character that is Chris Knight, is so dominating. But both characters come up against an obstacle, and the other one helps them. So there's a symmetry in their storylines, right? Mitch goes through it first. Mitch gets humiliated. Mom, what do we do with you? <laughs> you <laughs> you rented out my room, Mom, to who? <laughs> and then they rented it out to the plumber. Why can't he share it? Right? <laughs> I tell you, I got this movie, Kyle. It's you do. Up in Lynn. I'm it so is up in. All right, so. All right, I have a question for Lynn. Getting back to Jordan. Let's talk more about Jordan. Let's talk about Jordan. All right. I got one word for you. Two words, really. (laughs) (laughs) Those couldn't be more different. (laughs) Ah. Is it two? It's two. Okay, Um, two words. 
All right, Jordan. Let's go back to Jordan. Yes. She asks Mitch, you want to try out my rebreather? All right, yeah, they go down to the edge of the pool, right? And, uh, you know, Mitch clearly is attracted to her, right? He had sort of perked up in his seat when she walked in, if you remember. And when they're down by the pool's edge, um, Mitch starts to ask Jordan, how come you're not, uh, you know, and he wants to say partying. But Jordan thinks he's going to say, like, getting it on with somebody. So here's here's some <laughs> 80s stuff for you. Ready? How come you're not, uh, and she goes, necking? <laughs> Right? <laughs> necking, Kyle. Necking. Necking. But then she keeps going. She goes, necking? Question mark. I'm not gay. <laughs> what? As it, the, the assumption is, the, the assumption here is, if I may speak on Jordan's behalf, Mitch wants to know why she's not getting on with somebody. And she says, why, why do you, I'm not kissing somebody. Are you accusing me of being gay? Like, to the point of being so disinterested in uh. men that I come to parties with science equipment? So she's, like, offended by the assumption that he thinks she might be gay. And she just flat out says, I'm not gay, you know? Oh, that's so that's 80s. That's a deep one. And-, and then Kent comes sliding out on a pile of popcorn. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There it is. Remember when Kent, what Kent says when he goes into the house and everyone's like, Kent, don't go in the house, right? He goes in there and he's, like, poking and prodding at the, at the big microwave popcorn bag, right? And eventually he goes, okay, God. <laughs> Let me have it! Right? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. 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 Oh, but here, right, here's... Run him down. Here's another favorite moment. Speaking of yes. Kent. Yes. When, when God talks to Kent. <laughs> That's the best. That I was love, a good I one. I love that. Isn't that so funny how they go back and forth between Mitch and the Kent? <laughs> right? Here's some Kent. Wake up, Kent. And Kent bangs his head against the keyboard. Ow! I'm talking to you, Kent. I said I'm talking to you. And then Kent is like, you know, suspicious. He's checking his glasses. Who is this? This is Jesus, Kent. <laughs> and you've been a very naughty boy, right? And then he lectures him on, like, you know, let's find out with laser, blah, blah. I want to, I want you to think about what you've done, Kent. And from now on, stop playing with yourself, right? <laughs> it is God, right? It is. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What are we doing? Manchester by the Sea. Because it won Best Actor. It right? did. Best friggin' actor. Best actor. Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Oh my God. Where are we now? <laughs> Casey Affleck. He was a joke like 10 years ago. Ah, uh, I don't know what he was. I don't, yeah. Riding on the curtails of Ben and the Affleck name. Well, a friend of mine, you know him, Elvin. I you do. Know Elvin from yes. Ball, right? We were talking about this movie recently and he said, uh, he won the best actor Oscar, and I go, yeah. He goes, man, just a few years ago he was like a B-list nobody, uh-huh. and now he's and then and then Elvin goes, yeah, that's it. The, the Oscar officially means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, it is on. Opening thoughts. Opening How did thoughts. you see Manchester by the Sea? I saw it on a flight recently. Okay. For free, uh, I remember I actually saw a preview for it, you know, before it came out in the theater, and I thought, eh, I'll, I'll never see that, you know. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, it's not interesting looking. That's funny, because I saw a preview and I went, yeah, I'll probably see that. And, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the difference in our approaches is that... <laughs> just I- off-center from the <laughs> uh, <laughs> spectrum. No strong feelings one way or the other. Uh, I guess that's the difference between Kyle and James is that Kyle defaults to like, yeah, I'll I just assume at some I, point. The assumption is you'll see it. The assumption is I'll never see that until... But then I'm on the flight recently. And I know it's Academy Award winning, and I'm like, and the cultural curiosity, which we've talked about a lot. Uh-huh. This, 
how the hell did this win? So I put it on, I watch it. By the way, Kyle, I watched it um, uh, on the same flight as I watched Doctor Strange. Ew. So I over two. Oh, yeah. oops, I just gave away how I feel about it. <laughs> Doctor Strange. But I was like, these... Not great! <laughs> just sort of stuck in place the whole time. It sure did. Yeah. Since it was about a character that was apparently incapable of change, and thus the film was quite boring. Has <laughs> <laughs> nothing changed. Because not all stories need to be like that. Interesting, Kyle. Very good analysis. You yes. this, man. Oh, yes. We you should have a this. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggy. Oh, what <laughs> you just said! Spoiler alert. Moving forward, basically no resolution to anything, and the and the characters are, as we said, static, and uh, don't move on and can't cope, and that's it. That's the fucking movie. What a piece <laughs> of shit! I hated this movie. I hated it. This is the deep enough or tackled enough different issues to even give it a leg to stand on as a well character study analysis portrait burr, burr, burr. it just <laughs> it, it had nothing horribly to see him every once in a while to to his child guardian that he is right. now and that's the end of the movie that's it that's the fucking picture right there <laughs> well that he'd be going to bars and going out. He'd be tucked away in his windowless room, you know, with his 40,000 pack of Bud, just getting <laughs> smashed and, like, hiding away in in the dark, you know? And that was right, going to so be it. And they were go. like, there's the guy. The, there's that weird guy. He comes in and he'll say something weird and funny, and then he just disappears. Like, what's up with the weird guy, you know? Like, <laughs> I saw way more as that. And... Totally. Not the nephew who's being dragged along, and he's kind of a he's weak. I, he got so annoying to me that kid, uh-huh. fucking kid. Um, <laughs> no, for real. No, uh, we'll he was annoying. Uh, if you're that person, you don't ever get a break from yourself, no escape. and you have to be there. But does that make for a compelling narrative? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't compelled. All right, great point. Great Kyle cut. Hey, a James cut. Yes, I threw a James cut. I in. like it. Well, I tweaked the Kyle Very cut. Very good. I made a James cut. You did it. Let's talk about the nephew. Yes. Fucking hell. The one thing I want to say about this nephew, and this I find to be a huge weakness to the movie, uh-huh. is that little bastard never once <laughs> had shown a little bit of compassion and understanding. Uh what? Does, did they mention the sport that he plays? Whatever. Can't remember. It doesn't matter. He doesn't come across as anything like that. And here's the other point I'm going to add to what uh-huh. you just said, because I really appreciate that. Is people from that background, and you're looking at one of them right here, not, <laughs> maybe not fishing, but for Christ's sakes, family comes first. And this kid put everything before his uncle. You find out that your uncle, that well, first of all, your dad died. Uh-huh. And this kid was on, like, fucking cruise control, you yeah, know? Yeah, he didn't give a shit. Still hanging out with girls and hanging out with the boys the very next day, and even the... the it didn't ever seem to be treated the way it should be with a, like a small, tight-knit, blue-collar, northeast family. And they gave him like a breakdown, right? They gave him like a moment where he had like oh, yeah. a breakdown and they were like, okay, we got the breakdown out of the way. Now we can go back but to doing whatever we want. It was not a very satisfying payoff. Not even he, close. He'd already been such a little punk bastard mm-hmm. for so much of the movie and it is so slow and plodding along. Not real. God damn it. If you're from... If, 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 yeah, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Your uncle's in a tough place like that. He's been in a tough place for multiple years now, and you used to hang out with him. God damn it, you show some respect. You respect your uncle. 
You mourn your dad. Uh-huh. All right, let's start with that. Fuck, we got to back up. <laughs> mourn your dad appropriately, for Christ's sakes. Then take care of your uncle. You take care of each other. You're all you have left. This kid did not think like that. No, he not did at not all. think like that. He's a, he was out of time. This kid. He was completely from a different world, like you said. Uh-huh. So, so frustrating. I want to choke that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. What a little, what a little punk. Ah, oh, a lot of people are really into like when we when we tell angsty stories about northeasterners. More often than not, like the Boston area than New York, which pisses me off. Like no, and I guess New York is we we it was been done to death, but whatever. You like, mm-hmm. and so you rely on that phrasing, that phrase Manchester by the Sea. You'd be like, ah, a bunch of Northeast people who think they can identify with, you know, like white male angst. You see what I'm saying? I absolutely totally cheap. see what you're saying. Completely cheap. I'm done. <laughs> I hated this movie. I right, give it a grade. Oh my god, yeah. Did Moonlight get the A plus? It got the A plus, Kyle. It got the A plus. It got the A plus. Our belated Black History Month celebration. Yes. It deserved the A plus. Yeah. Fuck Manchester by the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just compare those two for a second. Like like you said earlier in the podcast. Moonlight when you end is a celebration. We don't need more of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need it. And today, James, what are we doing? Movie Taboo 2. Movie Taboo 2. You know how we do. Not Oh, oh a, a cartoon of two-dimensional, round, screechy-voiced characters that James doesn't really like um, made a movie. <laughs> really irreverent. Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at me. I get attacked by a bear, but I live. <laughs> the Revenant. Yes. Um, uh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Hey, uh, I liked it when the hey, look at me. Hey, good. look at me. I'm disgusting, and I get into an arm wrestling match, and I snap a guy's arm in half, and I get really thick black. Fly. Yeah, see, this works. Um, <laughs> I have the hey, look at me version. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, this one stars a guy who goes to Japan, and he's uh, confused. He's an advertising executive, and he meets some manic pixie dream girl, and they have like a love affair in Japan. Nope. All right. This one takes oh place. <laughs> this one takes place in San Francisco. It's about a detective. Godzilla. Who... <laughs> in the 70s where they wore really bad clothes. It was about two cops that got made into a movie. Brady Bunch. No. no. Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> no. It's a different no? one. No? It's the other one. Oh, my God. It's the uh, one that starts ships? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, lethal Weapon? They uh, they investigate narcotics crimes and shit. Care Bears. <laughs> Miami Vice. Oh, my God. Miami Vice. Shit. Whoa, that one wasn't great. Kyle, that was the worst round of Taboo of all time. That one wasn't great at all. Are you ready for this? I got two, (laughs) and I passed on four. Levels. Stumbling around through the woods when James would have just set the... No, see, that's cheating. James would have set the whole place on fire. Blair Witch. (laughs) Hey, look at me. I'm a fish, and I'm lost. (laughs) Fighting Nemo. No. Fighting Dory. Yep. Fuck that. Uh... Uh, 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 a society has agreed that the best way to solve some of its problems is to let everybody run buck wild for one day. The purge. Again. <laughs> the purge anarchy. Again. The purge of uh, election day. Very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I know. Man. I gotta get out of this city because it's really dangerous. Ah! Oh! Uh, um, this one involves a guy who talks like this and uh... <laughs> And uh, he uh, he goes on a trip. 
Mr. Bean? I don't know. He doesn't talk. Uh, no. He, it's the dude who got arrested for being weird in the theater. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's it. Um, this. Ah, is, I should have done that. <laughs> All right, right. This. See, part of the thing is getting ready. Getting ready. In fact, I'm gonna reset the screen. So do I don't it. Have to, to Absolutely. Click there you go. We should do that every time. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hey! Why not? Hi is this season three yet? Maybe. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? All right. Yeah. Um. This is the sequel to the bullshit movie about the magicians that thought they were clever. Snow dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. The magicians who thought they were clever. Uh. The sequel to the oh Harry Potter two. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This is a James. And today, James, what are we doing? DVD extras. Ah, yes. The DVD extras. You yes, know sir. them as that second disc that you never put in the DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> the one with all the fucking extra information, right, All Kyle? that, that those sweet, sweet hours of commentary. The outtakes, the commentary, the storyboards, the TV spots. Yes. What else? The alternate endings. Oh, yeah, of course. All the uh, the, the gags on set and everything. Yeah, the great, the great DVD extra frontier. So, <laughs> well, with that, we're out of time. Uh, this uh, episode was kind of more of a reflection for me, looking at my my movie library and going, "Dear God, you know how many hours of so much time, so much time in these DVD extras." So, if you have any interesting DVD extras that you watched or anything that kind of popped up for you while we were talking about this, let us know. Um, send us some emails, loudonthesetat at gmail.com. I would like to hear what you've got to say about it. Um, check us out. YouTube. Yay, look at that. And iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. Thank you all so much for listening. Go check out some of your favorite DGD extras and have a great time. See you later. All right. Here you go. Intro time, right? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what is we... No. Shit. Okay, hang on. All right, welcome back to the show. My name is James. Fuck. God damn it. You wish. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe try, try starting, I know this is, we usually have this can, but try starting with you're listening to... Okay. We, haven't, we haven't re-recorded that in a while. No, it's, we it's a little stale. Okay. Maybe, maybe we can refresh okay. it. Maybe that'll get you on track. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> you are listening to Loud on... <laughs> What's the problem? Okay. No, hang time. on. I got easy this. Crap. Easy. <laughs> you are listening to Set on the Loud. Set God on... Are you fucking kidding it. me? What's wrong? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Woo! All right. Hey, hey let's get, get him this some is, water this here. This is earlier. Makeup. <clears throat> Key grip, could you do your, your grip your keys? Thank you. You are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle or James. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can't do this right now. Uh, Where's my scotch? Whoa. So I don't know. I just feel like I've seen a lot of DVD extras and, and I've really gained a good appreciation for them. Have you seen a lot of DVD extras? Oh my god, you know... I, I thought after like a, like close to 100 episodes, you'd know me by now. You know I don't give a shit about this. Why are we even doing this? Why are we doing this episode? 
Because no, we pitch the episode and we have to put something out. We're at fucking a hundred episodes now. We have to do something. You pitched this. Out. I thought it was. I thought it was the guy. I thought it was the key grip over there. No, this was my idea. Well, come, what do you think? DVD actions. What do you think? I've seen a lot of them at this point. Kyle? It doesn't have to be a long episode. We just talk about. Fuck it. Oh my god. Yep, I'm done. This is about the iced tea, isn't it? Jesus Christ. You gotta have ice tea on set. All right. I told you. All I right. This is fucking boring. I can't. Okay. I can't. All right. Goodbye. All right. Have a nice okay. fucking right. day. All right. All right. So a great example of this. Um, I can There. You know what? There is a time where I've watched uh, the commentary. The uh, thing. The thing. You, director, the, um, producer, uh, commentary. Uh, it was um the thing. Uh, the, 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 the movie. Uh, so and so was in it. It's like uh, you know. Da, 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 it's da, 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 went on and on. Oh my god! What the hell was it called? Big, motherfucking uh, what the commentary director? Uh, think about it. Humana, humana, humana. What you call it? What? Uh, the name. Why it's is right it so hard to think of? Shit. Okay, cut. No. Fuck. We got to start. Unbelievable. Over. We gotta what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It wasn't even a recording. Wait. No, it is recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus yeah. Christ! All right, well, All right. start it over. Start All it over. Uh, so what's what's one of your favorite DVD extras that you can remember? Oh man, it, it was I was watching the the uh, the uh, the behind the scenes of oh oh yeah that's right it was it was Avengers one not not Age of Ultron because that was kind of garbage right it was Avengers one and they were showing all the garbage <laughs> all garbage <laughs> all right but you know the 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 battle of Manhattan at the end right they were oh, showing all the ins yeah. and outs and there was this one scene where they showed the explosion so oh, sorry. <laughs> the chair actually <laughs> what the hell blooper what kind of cheap sets do we work with around here who's responsible for that key grip oh, oh the god exec? ow man I think I what's the workers comp around here I, get, I hurt my elbow oh man oh you're we got a first aid first Where's aid first kit. aid Ooh, all right. Shit, you're bleeding. Right. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All this for extras? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. All this about extras? What the hell? All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Um. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Two's coming out soon. Uh-huh, good uh Good old Chris Platt and a Chris Platt. Yeah, I mean that's a throwback joke. Oh right yeah, there. that's right. But it's uh, it's starring Chris Pratt and it's starring the uh uh oh the 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 lady from Star Trek that plays the yeah, green alien uh-huh. now and her name here her name is um I can't remember what it is um Zena Zunatic Zena. No, it's with Z, right? Z or an X? Chris Platt. But don't you say an X is a Z? What? There's no X in her name. Zoe Saldana? No, that can't be it. Zoe Silvana. Slidana? Zoo animals? Zoe Zo Salavan gland? Belly. Zozanthelli. That's Wait, no. it, right? No, that's that. No, no, that's, that's, that's definitely that's, it. That's microscopic out. No, it's that's it. It's so it's okay. Zozanthelli. So try it again. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming out, starring Chris Pratt and mm-hmm. Zozanthelli. And uh, are you excited about it? That cut guy cut. What's what? the problem? It's not Zozanthelli. So that no. Zoe Saldana. <laughs> Zoe. Oh my god, I said at one point zoo animals, well, Kyle. That's a that's a new low. Xena Avocado. 
All right, all right. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe, you're great. Sorry, we love Zoe, you. you're great. We she love is you. actually. She's, she is great. Yeah, I, she's good. Anyway. Is that it? Yep. All right. Oh my god. Fucking cut and print. We're out. (laughs) (laughs) And cut. And today, James, what are we doing? Guest stars. Guest stars. Excellent. I got the list here, Kyle. I'm going to pitch them to you and you react. Wonderful. Or we could share the list. What do you want to do? We can no. share. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> either way. All right. All right. Let's start out with some of our uh, with some of our league leaders. We got. We... Okay. All right, Andrea. Andrea's great. She's been on the show many times. Uh, most famously, perhaps for one of our earliest episodes, rom coms. Rom coms. And for that reason, Kyle, I put our great guest star Andrea as the voice of reason friend in a typical rom com. Oh. That's how I would cast her. Yes. You know, the the the, the girl is uh, a stupid idiot in the movie, and she's. Oh, Miss him so much, but right? And there's always a shit gets bad, and they get lost, or there's you know some some spookiness that's going on, and it turns into a horror film. And I don't know why, but I can just see Aaron surviving some horror movie situation using her soccer skills and athletic ability <laughs> and also her her nature guide training oh my to God. help overcome whatever <laughs> whatever the, the horrible situation is. Aaron stars in Kick in the Woods. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, next up is Rosie. Ah, yes. Rosie was on ghost four movies. ghost movies and I don't give a fuck what you say. You've never seen a ghost. <laughs> Rosie... Chris from Stupid Comedies. Chris. Chris is the fucking g- goofy stoner that survives all the horror movies. <laughs> right? Boom, that's all I got. That's a we're lightning round, right? Lightning round. So he's the guy from Cabin in the Woods who like has his makeshift bong and he smokes his own shit and somehow manages to survive everything until the very end. The Honey Baby. Ah, oh, the Honey Baby. The Honey Baby, I'm casting her as the strong minority woman of um of a movie that you don't quite know is going to be it's not a it's not a rom-com but it's a romance movie oh. and she's a you know into social justice she's fighting the power and all that good stuff but then unexpectedly falls in love with the white guy <laughs> <laughs> something she swore she would never do hmm. this is kind of like this is kind of like you know what the honey baby's kind of like in um not to sound uh you know because uh, I can't think of the right words right now but like not a Tyler Perry movie but 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 the look and feel of a classic African-American rom-com, which tend to be more sophisticated and not as goofy and stupid as white people rom-coms, right? Well, I am excited for the mail we're going to get from this one yep. right here. <laughs> and so, you know, you have, you have, some, you have this intelligent uh, woman of color who's got this career-driven and she's, she's made it and she's doing all these things right. And she's, uh, you know, not even looking, not even looking. She falls for the Coney Island robot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I, that's still a little bit true to, too true to life right there. But that's not- <laughs> and today, James, what are we doing? Reviewing the reviewers. Ah, yes. Keeping them honest, Kyle. Keep them honest. Reviewing the reviewers. You used to be able to look through a newspaper and see your local, you know, idiot townsfolk reviews, right? Of, you know, whatever dumb thing is happening. But <laughs> where should we begin? Well, for Christ's sakes. Uh, 
<laughs> I think you could tell the tone that I go into this with. Yes. Look at the reviews for that week and go see the movie and get kind of hoodwinked into seeing something that was, you know, inherently not what they were actually expecting it to be. Well, to piggy on the point that you just made about... <laughs> oh, I need to request that one. Uh, the poster child of modern day for that is Suicide Squad, where... where Articles were newspapers like, oh, the studio is actually refusing to send out advanced copies. Mm-hmm. They knew. They knew. How fucking garbage. So they were was. hiding it. And they were hiding it like a bunch of. <laughs> anyway. Hiders. Like a bunch of <laughs> hiders. And with a seek. I had that joke went nowhere. Uh, you know the guys that do honest trailers? The screen junkies yes. crew, right? Uh-huh. All right. Those honest trailers are entertaining as all hell. Yada, yada, yada. But they also do the occasional movie review and. and they're just unbearably long. I don't watch hardly any of them. Like an hour and twenty of like movie fights. Who would win? Like Hulk versus fucking Nemo. Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? Anyway, uh, Many do we do, we do it for point. the advertising dollars? Yeah, that big uh, Frito money coming in. Well, no, the answer is no. But brought to you by the, the, the Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> Uh, note, there, never a dollar exactly. money from Cool Ranch Doritos. For all the jokes that we've dropped over time about Cool Ranch Doritos, Skittles, Snowcaps, LaCroix, M&M's, that's just a sampling. Not a single cent. In fact, fuck all those companies. Let's just say it right now. It's just so interesting to look at this stuff and the idea of reviews. Because we want to know if something's good or sucks, right? We don't want to waste our time. And and I had nobody to walk out with, which would have made it spectacular, right? <laughs> I would have walked out like a loser. Uh, but within the first five minutes, I was sitting there like, I'm watching a fucking toy commercial. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm. I think you get the idea. I do. Two words for you. Baby Groot. <laughs> I was like, what am I subjecting myself to right now? You know? I swear to God, the first, like, beyond the first scene, which sort of sets things up, the, the opening credits is like a three and a half minute long baby Groot toy commercial I'm not even it's so obscene and so overtly in your fucking face you have no idea well I'll see and it. I, I so I watched the movie <laughs> I, I totally check out I totally check out of the movie so quickly into it I couldn't even believe it and then the movie's so garbage it's garbage <laughs> and then I get home and I go on to Rotten Tomatoes and it's go type it in it'll be the last thing we do here, okay. right? it'll be the last thing we do I guarantee you it scores like in the fucking 90s and this movie Oh, only 81%. 81%. And yet somehow certified fresh. And a 90% audience score. And again, here we go. Average rating of the critics is 7.1 out of 10, and somehow the tomato meter is at 81. What What does this all mean? What does this all mean? But, yeah, the, oof. Anyway. Very, very interesting. So when we it's got... It's so bad. I'm <laughs> such a... I'm, I, I'm, am I overly cynical? It was... Horrible. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 has a 91%. Whatever. And an average rating of 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So there are at least... This is horrible. And you know? then, of course, you have the unapproved critics that didn't even make the cut to, you know, show up on the website. Yeah. Interesting. And that's where you get Kyle. That's where you find... That's where you find Loudle Set with Kyle James. That's where we are, yeah. <laughs> so when we got started, you yeah. said that you had one movie that you remembered uh, me talking about with this concept, the, the tomato meter thing. Do you remember what that was? No. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, with that, we're out of time. (laughs) It's very interesting. 
That's another episode, the yeah. YouTube algorithm talk about. Because YouTube has as much of a sway in movies now as anything else. So it's it's very interesting. Anyway, <laughs> loud on the set with Kyle and James. Always with Kyle and James. We'll be here. Uh, yeah. Just us. No snow caps. <laughs> <laughs> Making it happen. Send us a mail out on the set at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on YouTube and iTunes. <laughs> and anywhere you find podcasts, I promise you one thing. Ain't making no money through YouTube, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, James. What are we doing? Independence Day. I could have been in a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea's here. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember when the dog leapt to safety in that tunnel in LA. Remember the dog? Best part. And the crowd went fucking nuts. Flames go by. Never but, mind that millions of people just got incinerated. Like, yeah. I hope this one dog I lives. Hope this dog's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. It jumped in and then the door shut. Should be all right. You know? It's funny that most people have that kind of gut reaction when they see movies and then yet. Most people seem like they don't give a shit about animals or, you know, the environment or anything. It's kind of interesting. But a movie dog is different. (laughs) Man's best friend. The VHS you got of that movie when it came out, it had one of those those boxes where if you move it, what is it called? We should have talked about that on our DVD extras. Well, is it, what is it called when you like... Yeah, one of those kind of like hologram-esque yes. things, yeah. like where you tilt it and you can see the difference. And it, yeah, it goes from the White House to the White House exploding, to the White House to the White House exploding. That was the original VHS extra there, box art. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like a strategic... It's not psychological warfare. Blow up the White House? I guess. All the aliens must know that. How they blow the blowing up the Hoover Dam would have been a thousand times worse. Well, yeah, oh, or they could have just, you know, anything. not come down to Earth and from a distance blown it the fuck up. <laughs> Why are we analyzing this part? Can, of can this? I quote Kyle? <laughs> uh, this, this, this is here's my idea for the aliens. <laughs> blow up the moon. <laughs> Why not? That's Kyle right there. Why not? I just love that story because he's like kind of hitting rock bottom, but then he gets this whole alien thing, and then all of a sudden it's like he's a hero. And I just love the nerd hero, he's just great. And then, of course, there's the third subplot of that like, no offense, white trash family <laughs> that like the dad in the trailer, and the dad oh. like, I- and I think it's the British or the Australians or the French when they get the Morse code message. If you remember this, it goes something like. The Americans are planning a counterattack. Well, it's about time. Well, what the fuck were you idiots doing this whole time? Like, why, you know, like, what a weak point in the script. Like, why does it have to be, like, the Americans have to start the counterattack in order for you to get off your asses? Like, what, are you just going to, what if we didn't come up with a counterattack? Are you just going to sit there and, with your thumb up your ass the whole time? Well, that just speaks to how Hollywood always likes to portray America. Exactly. That's, super, what I'm, that's what I'm getting super at. Super country. And that it's is about time. Fuck you. That is, <laughs> Stand up yourself. That is something that I really wanted to talk about as oh, well. Good. So the the I guess metaphor of this film and Independence Day and what it means to patriotism because a lot of people look at this right now and think that this is a very patriotic film, you know, about blowing the aliens away and stuff. And that it came <laughs> out on Independence Day weekend and everything. So what's the what's the subtext here? What's what's beneath the the veil on this? Because I looked at it very very similarly to that. I thought that it was a very, you know, 
Yosemite Sam, you know, <laughs> shooting your guns up in the air like a kind of propaganda situation. No, I think it's brainwashing at the highest entertainment level. At the yeah. highest entertainment level. Yeah. On my way here, when I drove to, I, I drove through the neighborhood surrounding this area. One of the playgrounds in the in a playground up the street has a fucking fighter jet that kids can play around. Have you seen that? Yep. Oh my god! It's on 19th and Yolola. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell could we live in the San Francisco Bay Area? Nobody's gone in there with a, a graffiti can, a spray can, and been like, "Death machine, not fun." You know, like, what do you? What do you? I don't think it was a fighter jet. I think it's a. I think it's supposed to be a spaceship. No, nope. like, like a. It's a fighter like a jet. Shuttle. It's got fuselages and everything, <laughs> oh. and it's parallel to the ground. And it's and it pointed up to space. Oh. Unbelievable. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, there you go. Independence Day! <laughs> hey, we did say, Kyle, after, when I had to call into the studio the other day, right? The gloves are set, off. The gloves are off. A lot of the set is not going to be all about just movies from now on. We tell Whoa. stories, we tell jokes, we're getting deep. So, fuck all this propaganda. <laughs> right? God damn it. When they're, they've uploaded, the, they're in the mothership, they've uploaded the virus... And there's this kind of this scene where the aliens realize, like, like a uh, what the virus goes onto their screen. It's like a skull, and they I think they literally go make a sound that kind of sounds like oh oh. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. And then like. And today, James, what are we doing? Why you should not see a movie. A movie podcast talking about why you should not see a movie. Um, that's kind of strange, right? Hey, let's shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> now it's what what preceded movies, live performances. So why don't you go support your local theater, your local arts, things that you are live and that you could sort of, if you were so inclined, you could reach out and touch or you can meet the people right after the performance and stuff like that. So why you should not see a movie? Because you should go to a fucking play. That is how about that? Very, 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 very good. And I don't go to Shrek the musical. <laughs> Go to a real goddamn play. Because of the false wisdom that these mass-produced pieces of garbage spread, I have two examples for you. Excellent. You ready for this? Number one, the, the sort of cliches that you see in a lot of rom-coms or a lot of romance movies or that, is that opposites attract. Oh, boy. I can't wait to go after this one. That, can we please stop using mass media like movies and music to teach each other that relationships can work if the two people are totally opposite from one another? <laughs> You know, it's such stupid bullshit. Obviously, I'm sorry, you, like Paul Abdul may have sung it and it may have been the trope of every rom-com from here to eternity, but you know what? If you got one guy that is a chain-smoking alcoholic that likes to stay out at night, chances are he's not going to get along with the Amish girl. You know, That's opposites true. don't fucking attract. Mm -hmm. It's true of magnets. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, like, and, People do not equal magnets. No. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's, this, it's the spreading of false wisdom. Like, guess what? Actually, relationships are really healthy when there's shared interests, mm. right? And you agree on a lot of things. Surprise. And you have good communication, not stupid shit like, oh, he's the wild party boy and I've had a modest upbringing my whole life. It'll work out. You know what? We already have a 50% divorce rate. It probably fucking won't, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Another bit of false wisdom that gets spread. <laughs> Another bit of false wisdom that's spread through movies and bullshit and music and all that stuff is like things like everything happens for a reason, you know? Uh -huh. Hands off the steering wheel, everything's happening for a reason. You know yeah. what? No, no. Everything happens because of a cause. 
not because of a reason, you know, Cause and effect. effect. <laughs> that's it, you know, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, your boyfriend didn't break up with you because of some long fucking way out there on the horizon reason. And so I feel like Hollywood reinforces so many fucking cliches and shitty wisdom, Kyle. Mm -hmm. It passes for wisdom. Yeah, it does. And it's kind of insane. We referenced this on the Independence Day podcast. You know, you can you can push a a patriotic uh, quote quote um, over the top fantasy of what that means to people by putting it in a movie, and then it's it's gospel expecting our president to be able to hop into a fighter jet and take down the aliens. Fantasy. Another one. Zero Dark Thirty. There you go. The the implications Holy that shit. the implications right at the beginning of that movie. I know I would never watch that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Garbage is too good of a term for that movie. So you never know where your money's going. You vote with the dollars. And here's the thing too: we are dealing in this country, especially with an ever increasing gap between the haves and the have-nots. And so every time you go to the movies, you're not giving your money to people that are below you in the economic pyramid if you will or you're, even close you're channeling it further upwards you're concentrating it up mm -hmm. you're making it worse these people are already incredibly rich right and so god damn it instead of spending 13 dollars for a shitty movie about thor ragnarok <laughs> right oh he's good but he's gonna fight the hulk in a fucking arena he already fought the hulk <laughs> on that giant fucking flying uh, aircraft carrier right yep i'm pretty sure they'll come out on the other end just fine. <laughs> and they still have to fight the Infinity War. Not real. Yeah, and they're not real. <laughs> so you know what? Go down, get fifteen dollars to, to the homeless shelter down the street. You know. Yep. Or march your ass down the city hall for two hours and and participate in your next city council meeting. And today, James, what are we doing? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, the movie. The movie, not the TV show with the it was incredibly a TV show, hot right? Carter. Yeah, but we're not going back there. We're staying Wonder Woman present day. It's review time, baby. And joining us for the Wonder Woman review is a Wonder Woman herself. The lovely Andrea is here. Andrea, thank you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something that I actually have never seen and pretty much no nothing about in terms of the comic book anything. In fact, I didn't know much about any of these comic book things before the movies showed up, so I had basically no background to go off of this at all. Not even the invisible jet? I could, I don't even know, can't begin <laughs> to think about what you're talking about. I don't about. even know what to reference. Oh my I god! Never, I know the fucking Saturday morning cartoons with the super friends. Wonder Woman flew around in an invisible jet. She looked like a prostitute sailing through the clouds. Wow. <laughs> And let's begin. <laughs> well, she dresses rather scantily. She no? does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was worse back in the day. She's actually gotten more conservative over time. Can you believe that? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> believe it. She and so this afterwards, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed it. As you look at it, just as a movie for entertainment value and a fun time, but otherwise, no. Interesting. You could say I. <laughs> it was I. The one from House of Cards? Yes. Yeah. She's like smiling as she's killing men on the beach. I could have watched a whole movie about that. Wow. Nice. Yeah. You sure your, your dating is going all right? <laughs> <laughs> 
garbage part? Uh, the Most ending, egregious. The ending, not only with the CGI, but also, oh gosh, it's when she realizes she loved Chris Pine, Wild Face. And what's so awful is that she's like, Steve, which is like the most unromantic, unsexiest name to yell out in like a passion of realization. I don't know. Well, that's well, a whole other podcast. In the theater I was in, want. in the theater I was in, the women weren't <laughs> crying, but after most of the major action sequences, they in fact applauded like crazy. Really? Yeah, there were there were little gaggles of women all around me that had come in and like a group of five here, a group of six here, and then loser me sitting by himself. <laughs> and then when a, when a when a really intense action sequence kicked off and ended, and I was sitting there, my child, and that was good. They would applaud like, and shake their hands and all that stuff. I was like, this I mean, is not where we need your energy, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. <laughs> Looks like I just have to wait till 2020 and vote for the president again. Feminism 2020. Like, no, the fucking fight is still out there. It's not in the theater. Yeah. You stupid hit knife. <laughs> and today, James, what are we doing? Movie Taboo. It's back again. Number three. Movie Taboo. Go. Three, two, one. Oops. 12 spacecrafts arrive around the Earth. Apollo 13. Nope. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already, I already fucked it up. I already fucked it up because I gave away some of it. Of um, <laughs> okay, okay, she said Apollo 13. Yeah. I think you keep, keep going. going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay. Um, this. Okay. Um, in this movie, somebody is trapped on the red planet. Mars. Dang, this is the uh, red planet. <laughs> Mars is the red planet, but that's not the name of the movie. Someone is trapped there. What would you call that person? Uh, Mars is trapped on Mars? What would you call? What do you call? A Martian? Yes. Oh. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> there's a monolith, and then there's a computer that uh, tries to stop the people from surviving. Oh my god, is it Wally? <laughs> 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 Oh, this is one of my favorite movies. This is the first one in the trilogy. This is a group of people that have to um, do a task, and um, they're um, to, a couple of them uh, are very small. And Ocean's then, Eleven. No. Yeah. Oh my God. One of them is um, very tall and has a beard and can do magic, but the rest of them, there's like Lord four of the them Rings. really small. Yep. 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 Which one? Fellowship of the Ring. Yep. The best one. Um, this one is, um, um, oh, my mom actually had her water break when she watched this. How movie. does that help me? Doesn't that give it away? Oh my god, uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, oh, too long. Uh, let's see, um, a potential, uh, oh, what the fuck, um, <laughs> I'm ready when you are, Ben. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go! Okay. Um, a movie based on small toy building equipment that kids like to use. Trolls? <laughs> building equipment. Oh, like a movie. The Lego movie. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> thank you. All right. I'm ready when you are, Ben. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go! Okay. Um, a movie based on small toy building equipment that kids like to use. Trolls? <laughs> building equipment. Oh, like a movie. The Lego, Lego movie. movie. You got it. You got it. Oh my god. Um, yeah.
A giant shark comes up and tries to eat people. Um, Sharknado. No, 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 no. the classic Spielberg. Classic oh, Jaws, Jaws. Yes, okay. Um, um, a weird masked bunny thing and a weird projection. Uh, this is one where uh, a cowboy uh, action figure and a spaceman action figure. Dallas Buyers Club. Go- <laughs> no, it's Toy Story. What? Yeah. Uh, this is... Um, uh, and, the, uh, the Incredibles. Yep. And um, let's see. This one is a... Um, oh, this is a French film. Um, and she is very quirky. And her bones are... Uh, nope. Not getting this. Her okay, bones? Uh, her bo- the, 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 bones? Neighbor, the neighbor has really delicate bones. No, no, no. no she, yeah. Okay. Well, um, this one is um, a... Ooh, let's see. Um, oh, this is... And today, James, what are we doing? Wally. Wally. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I love Wally. <laughs> Fuck. I saw Wally so many times. In a movie like this, that I'm fairly certain it really critiques in a very harsh way consumerism and. Uh, that coming, you know, given the source, I was like, wow, what the fuck? Like, they're yeah, all the, about consumers. Mickey Mouse Club themselves. Yeah. And, but so I think they're, I think they're, you know, to sort of take Loud and Said in a whole different direction like we've been doing in year three, I think they're just at this arrogant point that they could probably put out a movie that's like called Fuck Disney at this point. <laughs> and they know that their audience would not get the point and not act on it. You know, so they could put out all the, right? They could put out all the anti-consumerist, pro-environmental shit that they want and they just know like, doesn't matter. It'll make no difference. McDonald's survived Super Size Me. Smoking companies have survived uh, Thank You For Not Smoking. Everything survives everything, right? So, yeah, the sweatshops that are cranking out all your Wally toys and all your Frozen toys <laughs> have survived the, the hellish message, the apocalyptic wasteland message that was Wally. There you have it. So there you go. The floodgates are open. <laughs> and in fact, I, I, I see virtual reality and whatnot, and I see the size of Americans and the obesity rates, and one, in a, one out of three Americans are obese. So clearly the message of obesity and having to be like carted around in your little anti-gravity fat people chairs that they have at the end of this movie, that message did not sink in. It did not. And how real is that moment in time that we are in right now where... Literally, I have a virtual reality race car <laughs> yeah. in my room, and I can go race virtually, and then what? Go outside and do the exact same thing for real? We're just living in that era right now. The CEO of, by and large, mm-hmm. is the mm. president of the United States. <laughs> oh, good God. I Interesting. <laughs> I also- Interesting. James, this is the exact type of messaging that you like. I will also say, I watched this movie for a class in college. So if that gives you any more credibility for the movie. <laughs> uh, I think it eats away at the credibility of your uh, <laughs> institute of Fair. lower learning. She was a visiting professor. <laughs> it's another, so it's in a, in a way, the movie has that moment very similar to like Rogue One or very similar to a lot of action movies where you piece together your heroic team mm-hmm. and each one has a little like nuance a little wacky thing about yes. it right? like, I'm the one that can't control my body and I'm the stupid <laughs> oh my god sounds great <laughs> Wally's the little robot with a big heart yeah alright well. so thought question for you both and okay. James I'll ask you to think critically about this alright if there is no way to stop the 
Hollywood machine, the Disney machine of pumping out children's movies. Mm-hmm. Is it a good thing that they are putting this sort of commentary at a higher level in terms of social and political issues into the films that we're watching or that the children are watching? And if so, why? Well, of course it's good. So everybody's going to watch a Disney movie. Like, it's it's not ever going to die. Disney is huge. It's everywhere. It has such a history. And it will continue. It'll change, maybe. Um, and it maybe won't make as many movies, or the movies that it makes won't be quite as big, necessarily, as some of the ones in the beginning. Like, Cinderella will always be a classic, etc., etc., etc. But in the last several years, everything they've been putting out has had more and more... Um, nuanced messaging and um, more variation. So you've got things like Wally, which are talking more about the environmental and consumer side of things, and then you can go to things like Frozen, which you know, of course, was absolutely massive. Everyone loved it. Um, all the kids, right, went insane about Elsa. Um, <laughs> but and from like a yeah technical standpoint, the movie was beautiful. And actually, just on a personal note, it's one of the first times that Disney, maybe the first movie, where Disney had the speaking actors and the voice actors for the songs were the same, which is why it went so flawlessly from speaking to singing in the movie. You had like Adina Menzel actually as the voice and as the, the singer, whereas in early Disney movies, they were different actors that would do that. Anyway, fun fact. Um, but that had a whole message at the end where the love between the family, right, of the sisters is what saves her. It's not the love of this boy, right? And Moana, where you've got a young girl, right, saving her people and going on an adventure. And there's no romance in that movie at all. And Brave, where the whole idea is that it's a girl and her mom, right? And at the end, she says, I'm not going to marry any of these fools. Like, they're not good enough for me. So I think we've seen in the last several years um, more of those alternative messages. And sure, maybe they are catering because they know that that is in or whatever quote unquote that's fashionable right um to have that kind of messaging versus the like traditional romance prince and princess but is that a bad thing is that bad for that to be trendy i don't think so i think it's it's good and that's my two cents i agree very good and wally was the first animated film that i watched where i was like holy shit it's like is everybody else picking up on this shit they must be right Mm-hmm. How did this get, like, yeah. how did this happen? I don't understand. I was very confused because I started to notice that. James. All right. I'm going to disagree with you. <sighs> surprise, surprise. And here's what why. a shocker. Um, when it comes to those social themes you were just saying about, let's say, oh, it's not about a princess and a prince. It's about the love and care between two sisters. Or it's about a mother-daughter relationship. Or it's a, a prince-less princess. I am not well. I'm not ready and willing to give Disney uh, a high five or any sort of pound back that shit because they're simply undoing the shitty work that they put out there in the first place. <laughs> they're the ones chiefly responsible for the shitty messages in the first place. So they're just—it's like Malcolm X said: you don't stab a man in the back six inches and pull a knife out three and call it progress. You have to take the knife fully out, heal the wound, and then start reparations. So just continuing to make money on the fact that society is correcting course is exploitative in my opinion. What would you have Wait, to let me keep going. do? Uh, close up shop entirely, <laughs> apologize oh and redistribute God. the wealth. Yeah. 
Yeah, welcome to, welcome to Live to Sit. Year three. <laughs> totally shut down. They're, everything about them, they shut down the theme parks, they have toy manufacturing, everything. All right, so one, they're undoing their own shitty work. Two, these are lessons that a clear-thinking, educated society should be teaching itself easily. We should have dashed the ideas of monarchies, royalty, princesses, princes, generations ago. Generations ago. So no, I don't give credit when Disney finally, finally decides to make a movie that doesn't have love at first sight bullshit themes in it. It took... This should have been dashed decades ago. And now here we are in the 21st century and they still kind of have it in there. So nope, I don't give them credit for that either. (laughs) There are plenty of people, there are plenty of groups and there are plenty of advocates and and activists doing way more radical, way more progressive work than the tippy-toe bullshit baby steps that corporations like Disney take only when it's safe and only when it's palatable to the masses. It takes true bravery, bravery to put yourself out on a limb like let's say a Colin Kaepernick and do things that are unpopular. They're just doing things that are popular. It's popular to be for the planet and it is popular to not have a boy-girl relationship in your movie. Like this, they're, they're actually behind the curve. Like they're not ahead of anything. They're fucking way behind. They're still Neanderthals as far as I'm concerned because it's all still profit-driven. It's not driven by a means to do good. It's not driven by societal needs. It's certainly not driven by a need to communicate and educate the people. It's all driven by... I. It's all so carefully designed and marketed to make money. It's all calculated. Truly brave, progressive people don't do that shit. They don't make sure years ahead of time that their message that they're about to put out with a Polynesian princess is ready for the masses and still going to make us a lot of money through vacations and bookings. It's all so controlled and you're just falling right into their traps. So I totally disagree. I don't like when a corporation has to hold your hand through any sort of progressive shit, find it yourself, and attack it aggressively. There you go. So I carefully crafted the question Uh-oh. because... Did I miss the walk? No, it's okay. <laughs> because... The one thing that I wanted to make the point of was, or rather, what I was trying to get you to to answer the question is whether you would like to see, if the movies have to exist anyway, and they're out there, what sort of messaging would you want to see in them? If they have to be there anyway... If a kid's movie has to be out there, it has to be animated. That's my point. Disney is never going to stop being Disney. And of course it's a corporation. Of course they're going to be profit-driven. So they're going to do things like that. Maybe they're not going to be crazy radical. But that's why you've got things like Kubo and the Two Strings. That's why you've got smaller companies, smaller groups making those kinds of animated movies. And we've seen that that grow. Because then you can end up with something like Miyazaki films. Where Hayao Miyazaki, in all of his films, they were all based around... A heroine and there was no guy or very little guy involved at all so and that became huge over time so you just have to give it time I think and so if you can't blow up the whole organization what kind of messaging would you want to see in the movies personally yourselves to the children go ahead go you go first I did a lot of talking just now well I love what they've been doing lately where they've been focusing less on the romantic relationship and more on um, families or adventures or personal like self-discovery and um, the the more multicultural they've been getting has been um, I think really cool and you saw in Moana for example uh, the entire cast was 
people of color, all of the voice actors. Um, and I think that's amazing. Like, you know, of course, yeah, like, should they have done it a long time ago? Of course. But the fact that we're doing it now, I think, is the important thing. Um, and so I would love to see more multicultural stories being told, um, because historically there has been such a bent towards, like, Western Europe. Um, and so I would love that trend to continue and the decreasing focus on romantic relationships, more on personal relationships, like to yourself and to friends. And um, of course, if you throw in some environmental stuff, I will not complain. James, God forbid your future, <laughs> no, good. your uh, future children, if they are to exist, uh-huh. end up watching an animated movie somewhere. <laughs> They're out of the house. What do you want to see in the animated movie? Right, I, I, have to, I have to operate under those you assumptions, right? have to right? operate under right. the assumptions that that is continuing. Here we go. I want the movie, the messages I want to see in the movies, yes. if the assumptions that they will exist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Operating under <laughs> that assumption is a, a lot more atheism, anti-consumerist, critical thinking, and peace. Booyah. Anti-authoritarian, fight the power, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's what they are. Yeah? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Moana, fight the power. She goes against her her entire family. She's supposed to be the chief. Fight the power. She rebels. She I mean, goes. sort of like fight the state. <laughs> you know, like a stateless society I mean, kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, when you turn off the video, you, you break it in half and you mail it back to the corporation <laughs> <laughs> and you denounce their existence. Hmm. <laughs> All right, that's Wally, huh? That's Wally. <laughs> there it is. I think Yay. the important thing is what you take away from the film, and what we should probably take away from Wally is, don't trash the planet. Yeah. <laughs> right, Be I'll nice take, to the planet. I'll take that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the whole movie, so I would. There you I, I go. Guess that's a message. Katie, thank you so much for being on <laughs> and standing up to James. <laughs> it takes the courage to stand in the room. You know where I learned that courage? Make, I don't to know. stand up for what I believe in? <gasps> Disney movies. <laughs> oh, shit. Moana. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> See the movie. Book the vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. And no, that, thank you, Katie. Thank you for you. <laughs> It, it was supposed to be a Wally, and we went way off course. So. I it, think that's it was always Wally... destined to go off course with Wally, because yeah. that's where yeah. the shit. And cut. <laughs>